me fucking scoot back a little bit, I guess I'm fucking so I don't punch the microphone. <clears throat> Welcome to Filmoscopy, a show where three bros discuss movies, um, and we're really rich and famous, and we have lots of listeners, and we get so much pussy. So, and that's an explicit that immediately at the beginning of the episode. Um, we don't like monogamy. That's uh, the lifestyle <laughs> of the rich and the famous, right there. Yeah, exactly. We're Always like, complaining. Uh, yeah, about movies and stuff. That's just how it works. Um, but today's episode is over Kung Pao Enter the Fist, the long-awaited movie for us to review. It's not. I, is it Enter the Fist? I thought it was Tonga Fury. Uh, no, that's the sequel. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> which never came out <laughs> because this movie like was critically panned. To I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like this movie sets out what it's supposed to, what it's trying to do, but you really have to let this movie kind of have its way with you <laughs> you you kind of have to oh, did. Yeah, you, worry, Owen, you have did. to you have to go into this with like it, this movie is built for somebody with a certain mind yeah it's for people who who got that dog in them um, <laughs> look I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out this confession out of the way okay um you know i have felt guilty over the years because i feel like for the most part I am the dumb one of my friends. You can ask Alex, you can ask Jacob, you can ask Cody, um, you can ask Justin back in the day when he used to hang out. You can ask Owen. I feel like anytime I'm around them, they just come down to my level of stupidity. And it's my fault that they act kind of challenged in public when I act challenged in public. (laughs) Um, But watching this movie was the first time in my adult life where I just kind of sat back and thought maybe it isn't all me <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's them too yeah so you know I, I've spent most of the majority my, the majority of my adult life apologizing to all my friends girlfriends for letting them know how stupid their boyfriends were but in reality it wasn't my fault no I didn't influence them I unlocked it yeah well, I think gotta, that's what it think is this I, is this is Owen's you know, he also did pick, pick second fuck, fucking Fred, movie. Freddy got Freddy finger. finger. <laughs> Sorry, Cody, say, say that again. <laughs> I, said, I said, I said, you got to think. Owen also did pick Freddy got fingered when we did that. Yeah, so. no, I think definitely. This movie is somewhat comparable to that. Um, oh no, 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 buddy. They're they're on the same wavelength. Okay. Yeah. I don't One know. I think just like I honestly wholeheartedly think that this. I honestly wholeheartedly think that this movie is a lot funnier than uh, Freddy Got Fingered. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It just, I mean, Freddy Got Fingered's like, it's dumb, but really the only parts I can remember laughing at are anything with, um, what's his name in it? Uh, Rip something. Torn. Yeah, Rip Torn. <laughs> That's such a funny name to me. <laughs> what do you want to name your kid? Uh, Rip. Uh, scratch. I don't know. Can't think of anything funny. Um, but yeah, I think this movie's funny. I haven't introduced who we are. Um, I'm Owen. Uh, 
the the next guy's Lance. Say hello. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. That, that's all he needs to say. And then the next. Oh, okay. Dude, he had to take a shit. <laughs> um, so next guy is Cody. Hello. Um, I also have a bit of a confession. I didn't watch the last few minutes of this movie. Um, oh, okay. Because I passed hey, out. <laughs> No, the no, last no. few so, minutes of this movie are kind of worthless, though, because it's just like a fake setup for the so sequel, pretty much. Basically, the last thing I saw was when the, when the weird spaceship came along. <laughs> that oh, was um, yeah. that was the last thing I remember seeing before I, before I just passed out. Now, to be fair, I didn't get home from that concert until like one o'clock in the morning, and then I was up about like six, so I had not had a lot of sleep. Um, but yeah, I yeah. just thought I'd put that out there. So whenever I give my opinions on it, you all know that the spaceship was the last thing I saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I fell, I fell asleep to it because I watched it. Um, so today's Saturday, and I watched it um, Friday night, and I got like halfway through, and I fell asleep. So I had to watch the rest of this morning. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this movie is really funny. So. Let me, let me get into like uh, the director and stuff like that real quick. Um, so this was directed by uh, Steve Odekirk. Um, he's the guy who he, he directed, I think he directed, um, what's that movie called? With Damn it, let me just open up his. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, he directed that. Yeah, he directed Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Uh, the two I know is, I know he did uh, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and he was really? involved in making the, yeah, he... He also helped, I think, produce the TV show and stuff. Um, cool. Yeah, he was a writer um, for. Well, he didn't direct it; he just wrote it. My bad. Uh, uh, but he was the director and writer for Barnyard. If you know what Barnyard yeah, is, yeah, I know what Barnyard is. Okay. <laughs> 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 I think he was involved in in both the the TVs for TV shows for those. Yeah, he was uh, executive producer and writer for Back at the Barnyard, and for Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, the TV show, he was the executive producer and writer and i do not so. remember anything about barnyard i just i remember i can picture the cow in my head like the main character yeah. but i cannot remember a single damn thing about that movie or the show and i watched both when i was a kid barnyard like i watched it recently and it it kind of it's the dumbest fucking movie i think i've ever seen <laughs> like that movie actually i it's a guilty pleasure for me because like i grew up watching the show and uh the t the movie mm-hmm. um so you know there's like an aspect to it where i really just enjoy it for like childhood's sake but i mean it if i were to see it today like with no baggage it was probably like one of the worst movies i'd ever fucking seen it's so <laughs> stupid which a lot of people i think could say about this movie kung pao um i know when this movie came out um it was absolutely trashed critically um, as it should be yeah like if you go onto Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of the reviews are really funny to read because it's like, I mean, some of them are wrong. Because I saw one guy, he said like, "Oh, it's just flatulence joke." And I'm like, "Dude, there's one fart joke in the whole fucking movie, dude. Come on, <laughs> like you obviously didn't watch this masterpiece with its." <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if you if you want to have fun, I guess just go through um, the Kung Pao Enter the Fist reviews for Rotten Tomatoes and just. Um, see people really upset about this stupid ass movie 
That is about absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to cover the plot of this movie. Yeah, there's. I mean, the plot. I picked up on the plot this time around, but I remember the first couple of times I watched it, I literally could not remember what the fuck the plot was because it doesn't even matter. Um, it's literally just bits. Um, this this movie had a budget of $10 million, and it made $17 million in the box office. Wow, that's surprising. Mm-hmm. And it was released in 2002, which explains um, all the poor cow CGI and the Matrix reference. <laughs> <laughs> the cow scene fucking sucks, by the way. Yeah, when that, when that came up, I was like, oh my god. It goes gosh. on for too long. And there's, there's only one part in it that's funny. And it's when the the cow like fucking the chosen one gets knocked onto the floor and he's like face down like in a in a supine <laughs> position, <laughs> or, or he's in a prone position. Excuse me. And the cow just starts fucking shooting <laughs> on the back of his fucking head, and then it cuts to the cow's ugly ass face and he like cuts a grin. That's the only fucking part. And it of cuts to him. He's got a milk. He's got a milk mustache. It's so stupid. Oh yeah, that that part is kind of funny. But the rest of it is it goes on for too long. And it's the worst fucking thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's pretty rough. How about okay? Look, the baby at the beginning. Um, I don't fighting. I don't all like the guys back. most of the beginning. I don't like. I only like when they get to the part where they're using the original <laughs> movie, uh, which was Tiger and Crane Fists, which was a. 1970s like Hong Kong martial arts movie, um, which is what this movie's a whole spoof of. Um, I will I will he, say about the, the baby when the dad answers the door, uh, he's like, "Can I help you?" And he just gets killed. <laughs> I, I will say about the ba- the baby scene did get a chuckle out of me. Not during the fight, but whenever it gets outside and it's like rolling down the hill because it's like yeah. li- <laughs> the, the only part of that that's funny and it's not even that funny is so the baby rolls down the hill and you're like okay yeah but then then the lady stops and picks it up and it's like oh, oh so cute so cute <laughs> there you go and puts it down the hill again no she goes okay bye now and she puts him down keeps on rolling and that that's the that's the only part of that joke that's really funny is just her picking it up again. and then because the baby rolled down all those rocks it turned him into a white man yeah, he went. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, yeah, and I love how you can tell it's obviously just a, like a baby doll. Oh it's yeah, like, like there's well, no fucking something. Something funny that this movie does is like it constantly like loops uh, footage, and they do it mm-hmm. during that baby rolling scene because like it flips over a rock like the same exact way I, at least three times, and it's just them <laughs> looping the same small I've... clip. I've noticed them looping footage um, mostly um, through when they use the original movie, but also sometimes in the original stuff that they shot. Um, If you look at the behind the scenes and just kind of how they made the stuff, you see that they like were recording gibberish lines and then they would dub it over. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And they would also, of course they also dubbed over the original movie, but when they inserted themselves in by, chroma key or whatever the fuck it's called um, I just, but I, <laughs> sorry i just thought of you talking about them dubbing over they, there's a part where the dog barks and like it barks and then the sound comes like yeah. a two seconds later yeah that, that part's great the dog the dog barks visually and then it lays down rolls over and then you hear that's <laughs> it's, it's spoofing like the japanese godzilla movies or yeah. the English dub. It, it's just, yeah, like the, the bad English dubs. And there's, like, the one where he's, like, 
I implore you reconsider. And he's like fucking screaming at her. <laughs> well, there's, there's, um, there's that one guy too. I think it's early on when, when he, the chosen one first goes to like that, that place that he meets like Please the master or whatever. Reconsider. Okay. It, yeah. 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 Petty. The guy, there's the guy that's like talking and it's just like silence. And as he's moving his lips and everything. And then like, right and he's like, I end, don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the guy goes up to him. He's like, and they look at the chosen one, um, who's played by Steve Odekirk. And they're like, who? One of the guys is like, who's that guy? And then the guy has like a whole fucking conversation. And then like, like once he clo- like, like he, he fucking talks for like a solid minute, like visually. And then like half a minute, like like a minute through his his entire dialogue, he goes, I don't know. And then he stops talking. It's so dumb, but it's like, my favorite. Just- my favorite bit in this movie is um, when he goes into like the store to buy the pound of nuts. And the guy behind the counter's like, like looks at him like really. You like want happy. some nuts? And he's like, he's like, that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> and he's like, and then like uh, the guy, like uh, the chosen one, looks back up at him like, what the fuck? And then he goes, that'll be four dollars, baby. You want fries with that? <laughs> they bring, they pick, like they superimpose <sighs> the hand opening the cell phone in front of the footage or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you could tell so distinctly. Um, but yeah, so I guess the plot of this is really thin, um, and I don't think it's really supposed to matter. It's just generic kind of filler, just to have like all these stupid jokes thrown in here. Um, but it, it starts out. I think the original, you can kind of tell what is shot originally, like that they shot, and what's actually like you know um the original movie that they that they stole or not stole but you know took from yeah Um, because the the old the stuff from the film that they're spoofing has like a um it has like a distinct like it's all bloomed it's bloomed out like the Mm -hmm. bloom like anytime there's a white light on it it just like shoots across the screen or something like that Mm -hmm. um so you can really tell but i think the first part of this movie including the first fight where you get introduced to like the chosen one as an adult uh where he goes i need beaver checks <laughs> that's i think that they shot that as well um i always thought that fight was kind of dumb there's i'm really hard on this movie um always i'm always really outwardly hard on this movie because there's a lot of shit that i'm like oh, okay this stuff's stupid and then until you get to the good stuff which is just the bits where um like the fucking the funniest part um one of the funniest parts i can think of is when i forget who the master's name is not betty but the other guy yeah the, who the, does the, the good master i don't, yeah. I don't remember his name either but i love it when the his buddy dies and he's like on the fucking or no he's he's wounded and he has all the bandages on him and he's like <laughs> the, there's one funny part where he goes through the whole thing he's like the chosen one needs to live he has to uh, defeat the masters to save the world do you understand and then the, the, the old guy's like no I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then the um, is that the same scene the, where he's like massaging his chest or whatever yeah and that's from yeah, the original like, too mm-hmm. like that that happens mm-hmm. in the original movie which is the- really funny I was thinking about that. I was like, in what context is this? Is this taking place in the original movie? Because it looks so silly. 
Yeah, that's the thing I think about a lot of these old Hong Kong action movies is a lot of times they're kind of funny in and of themselves, you know? <laughs> like, so there's not really a whole lot that you have to do to set up like a scene that's kind of goofy, which I feel like is probably what they did. They probably just like sat in front of like, like watch the movie and just like riffed on it. Um, but yeah, that seems really funny. Where it's like, no, this works for both of us. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I have a wound there. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that it's this moment, man. Like some of the lines, like everybody's dialogue is pretty stupid, except for Betty. <laughs> His dialogue is like the funniest. I think his laughing is hilarious. Like, it's just so- <laughs> I love it. I love it when um the the woman uh, of the movie and uh, he are like standing in front of each other, and they just do their their thing. Like the the girl's going wee you wee you, and he's going like mm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I like the line when uh, um, the master goes to fight him, and then like you know, right before he gets, he's going to be killed. They're like, you know, he he's too weak to fight, and they're leaving. And he's like, "I'll see you later, Sally." And he's like, "It's Betty, you <laughs> son of a dog." It's so stupid. Every time somebody rips his shirt, he's like, "Shirt ripper." Shirt ripper. <laughs> yeah, that happens in the original movie for some reason. I don't know why they always do. They do like that thing where they. I guess it's supposed to be like the little punch or peck, and then they rip their clothes off, which is, is played into in, in with what they reshot. Because I think the chosen one rips that guy's clothes up and do like a bikini. Mm-hmm. That's the fu- that's the funniest part when people I think aren't expecting it because like I don't know most of the movie's kind of dumb, and then you get to that part where the guy talks like the other like the big fucking dude with like the bald head that he rips his clothes off. And then he opens his mouth. And he's like, "What are you doing here?" Or something like that. I don't know. the The entire dubbing uh, is just hilarious. I think it's all Steve Odekirk, the guy who made it. Um, I think it's all just his voice. The only character I think who isn't voiced by him is the chick with the one boob. No, yeah, she's a legit actress in the movie. Yeah, uh, she's like legit. Like the, the what they put in, like him. It's her and the boombox guy. Yeah. That you see, <laughs> and uh, it's they're like the only two people that are acting in the movie with him. Like everything else is just complete like CGI green screen. Uh, yeah, they show it at the end of the movie, like a few examples of the scenes where they added stuff in, added him in, who he took the spot of. So yeah, it is. It, when you think about it, to me, what gets me about this movie is that it's crazy that this this even had like movie studio Funding. execs be like you know what yes we will fund this yeah. and you can't well, it was this in, in theaters you know yeah well it was the early 2000s right i mean like you know fucking scary movie did well and they had a bunch of sequels like there was all sorts of stupid movies back then but so like, I feel like... In, when i was watching it the the movie the two movies that came to mind um that come in comparison to this which one of them is freddie got fingered which i think is a worse movie um and the other yeah, one is Austin is Austin Powers, but mm-hmm. Austin Powers yeah, is just obviously a significantly better movie. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. But it, it just has that sort of that same like kind of random dumb humor about it. It's just the the humor more more often than not in this film didn't land for me. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of parts that go on for too long. I think when it does hit though, it's so fucking good that it kind of makes up for it because. I don't know. I, I watch so many movies that don't 
like make me laugh like comedies but mm-hmm. there's just bits in this where it's like okay that's really funny though <laughs> I, I think because it's so because really it's just that one guy i know there's a whole team behind it you know and there's like a but it, it really feels like it's just the director's kind of jokes you know yeah and i feel like just having that kind of like person like personal kind of joke telling i don't know it lands for me i guess is what i'm trying to say that and i really like like dubbing over like original dialogue it's just really funny to me no matter what so i'll say this i think what he did to this movie is better than what george lucas did in star wars movies when he went oh, especially what if george lucas did like fucking like uh chroma keyed his head over like luke skywalker's <laughs> speak speaking speaking of star wars i know this is off topic but you know we always gotta talk about star wars on this podcast um this is our this is our movie news of the episode did you did you two hear those what the three new star wars movies are that they announced they ain't no. ryan johnson movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah what so, are they so there's a my understanding is one of them is a mandalorian film that's basically like going to be the conclusion the of, of the story mm-hmm. um because uh, I guess season three is gonna be the last season, and then they're they're gonna put out a movie. There's going to be a sequel to episode nine, um, but it's not gonna have anything to do with Skywalker and all that. It's going to be Ray a few years later uh, trying to reestablish the Jedi Order, and then there's a prequel film that's supposed to take place at the earliest point in the timeline, even before the Old Republic, called the First Jedi. Uh, that they compared it to films such as the Ten Commandments, and it's basically the sto- again the story of how the first Jedi came to be. And re- reading about it, I was like, man, this sounds boring as hell. Like, I don't want to watch a Star Wars movie that is like the Ten Commandments. <sighs> hey, what if they? What does it mean by that? Like, what is the fuck do they mean by that? Like, sort of that um, this... like that kind of um. Like it's an epic, like like yeah, a, like a biblical yeah. a biblical epic sort of. Like like the, the Ten Commandments is like the majority of the movie is Moses getting the Jewish slaves out of Egypt, but it kind of covers like through bits and points like the rest of his life, and that's the first five books of the Old Testament. That's so. Why would anybody watch that? So the, this is what I'm this is what I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping they make a movie, but they take Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments and just t- like take him out of that movie and build the Jedi movie around him as Moses. Like what they did with this movie that we're talking about. <laughs> when he, he superimposed himself on this movie, Is we it? superimposed Charlton Heston as Moses on a blank screen and write a Jedi movie around him. Oh, man. But yeah, and obviously they're still working on other movies. Those are just the three new ones that they announced. Like Taika Waititi is still working on his movie. Um, hey Cody, are they still making the Ryan Johnson movie? I don't, I don't know. I, I, the only ones I know of for sure that aren't happening anymore. Um, you know, there was talk about John Favreau making a movie, or no, not John Favreau. Um, uh, Patty Johnson, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige oh, was okay. allegedly going to make one, and like they were interviewing some executive, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's never happened." Like it was kind of mentioned, but he's never brought an idea forth for it. You know. Um, and then 
I think there were leaks. Because he's saying, such a comic book nerd, and he doesn't want any pussy from the Star Wars fans. Well, yes. my guess he's probably too busy with Marvel to worry about doing a Star Wars movie. But um, well, seeing how Marvel's kind of dropped off, he might be have to be worried about Marvel. <laughs> um, and also, his biggest star, his biggest villain for the next phase of movies, just got accused of yeah, domestic assault and like well, you know the conven- sexual assault and shit. The convenient thing, though, if you know. Obviously, if all this stuff is the allegations are true and they decide they need to move on from him, the fact that he is a purely a multiverse villain, they could easily just be like, "Oh, okay, this is Kang from a different multiverse or whatever with a different actor," you know. Um, yeah, but I, it, it just depends. I don't know. Right now, it is a, very much a he said she said situation. Yeah, right. I understand like what like it's, the physical like evidence, but he also has quote unquote text evidence saying that. She covered for him or some crap like that. It's all about. But it also depends on his contract with it, Disney too. It's well, all about it's the it. he said she said bullshit. Gia. Um, and then I, the only other star, I think there was leaked that Patty Jenkins' Star Wars movie got canceled, which is a bummer because she was one making like the Rogue Squadron movie or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, you know, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty lackluster on the Mandalorian season three. I haven't even watched it. I yet. think that, well, okay. So I'm not gonna say anything that spoils anything. I'm just this is my general feeling. You know, for the season one and two of Mandalorian was like such a high, yeah, on the thing, and then we had such a like mid story for Boba Fett, which hurt a lot of old time fans like myself who love Boba Fett. Yeah, because they could have done my... the Mandalorian with Boba Fett, but they decided to do it with the Mandalorian, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they created this Mandalorian character. I've, I've talked about this on past episodes. They created this Mandalorian character basing him off of characteristics of the expanding universe Boba Fett. And everybody's like, oh, he's this cool original character. I'm like, this is what Boba Fett was. They just changed the name. And I understand they were trying to do something different with Boba Fett. I don't think it worked. And the writing of that show had, like, one idea, and they tried to spread it too thin, in my opinion. Well, this Mandalorian season three just feels like filler. Like it, it's probably not as bad as Boba Fett, but if we're talking about writing, the Boba Fett writing was like one A bad. Mandalorian season three is probably like one B bad. Just it's just kind of boring. In all the episodes, there's nothing that feels like it has stakes. Like you know, tenderloin, sirloin, uh, yeah. Chuck, um, fillet, beef, Chuck. Filet, eye round. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> but it's like it, it nothing has like things you know to worry about really. And the the, the coolest thing is I like Bo-Katan. Um, hopefully Savannah doesn't listen to this episode, but I think uh, Katie, whatever her name is, is pretty hot. So that's nice to look at watching her on screen. But other than that, it's like yeah, it's just kind of. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was kind of like I haven't watched Andor. I've heard it's really great, but you know, yeah. I I think at this time, to be honest, I'm sorry. Go ahead. uh, Sorry, people talk about Andor like it's like basically the show that everybody has wanted out of Star Wars for a while now. Um, Well, see, I think I think everybody, to be quite honest with you, I think everybody is kind of tired of the force wielding. Uh, Star Wars characters. 
they want the grounded characters in Star Wars. This is kind of like, you know, when 2005 hit and Batman Begins happened. Yeah, they I wanted mean, a grounded thing. I, I think I, they wanted grounded. I think they want grounded stories from Star Wars that is like ground level. That's what made Mandalorian so great. I think the best thing that Disney can do is um, just Sell kind of exploring. Sell it back to George Lucas. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no. Uh, but just kind of explore, you know, the side aspects of the universe and stuff like that. Because obviously they can't handle making some kind of, you know, space opera epic, you know. You know, I will say this. Going back, if it was a perfect world, and like I say, I'm sure Cody saw my Twitter argument with some of these idiots. Uh, when I was going back and forth, I was complaining about the changes Lucas made to the movies. I sent you guys a group chat of that. And this guy's like, eventually he got like all upset at me. He goes like, George was completely in the right. No, he wasn't, okay? Like anybody, that, like, George, like George Lucas, Steven Spielberg even said like 10 years ago with that 20th anniversary edition he did at E.T. that he felt like it was a mistake to go back and correct the visuals of the movie. He's like, I'm changing their E.T. they grew up with. I shouldn't do that. So he told him to get rid of all the copies. And George just keeps adding to his movies because he couldn't write a prequel that fit into his originals. So in hindsight, I just wish that you know Lucas had done the original and then done the sequel trilogy. Disney could have done a really good prequel trilogy because looking at Rogue One, I think Rogue One's it fits perfectly right into Episode Four, the original you know movie. They could have done a good prequel. George can't, obviously, but everybody wants wanted to see George's sequels, even though he said... Here's the thing about George Lucas. Everybody acts like he had that grand plan for all these movies. He fucking changed his mind every day. He didn't have a grand plan. You know, he sits there and says, there's no movie past six. That's the end of the story. But yet, 20 years before that, he had an outline for seven, eight, and nine. So he says... Like, like, yeah, that's what he says. But Disney bought that shit up, and they didn't use any of it because it was probably fucking stupid. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes. well, that's what I mean by so he says because for years it was always like, oh, well, six is the end, six is the end, and then Disney sequel trilogy starts coming out. He's like, well, actually, I did have a plan for seven, eight, and nine, and if I did, <laughs> yeah. it would have done it this way. And it's like, well, if you were gonna it's do like it, then why didn't you do it? It'd be cooler, and everybody you know, would like, love it. Yeah, it's like if you if you have this grand plan, then why don't you do it instead of selling your fucking company off and all of its properties? You know, like I don't know. And it, what irritates the fuck out of me though is when I argue with people online, and it's my fault for doing this. They want to sit there and say, "Well, they had to make those changes to the old movies because this, like the prequel, like George had some fucking plan for the prequels. Like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. I'm gonna change the old movies. That's not how this works. If we release this podcast out into the ether it's no longer ours we can't go back and amend opinions we can sit there and say we our opinions change but we can't change this episode that's it it's out there star wars was out there if you're going to write a prequel and this goes for anybody writing a prequel write a prequel that fits into the fucking movie and quit expanding it like i said you watch the movies like episodes one two and three if you were like a kid watching those movies didn't you go back and watch the original trilogy? The original trilogy is fucking boring because it doesn't look that wide open. Like, he should have made Star Wars Episodes 1, 2, and 3 a lot smaller. You know what I'm saying? Not as this big, like, bombastic world. Because even the Disney sequels are not as big as the prequels are. It feels like a smaller universe in a way. It's but, you know, that's just the whole fucking... I just I think everybody likes the grounded Star Wars stories, the more realism to it. Like, okay, they're living... Like, the Andor 
show, from what I've been told. Obviously, I love Rogue One anyway. But Obi Wan could have been good because everybody likes. Um, well, he wouldn't McGregor, but it sucks ass. Obi Wan was fine. I think people were a little too hard on it. I think people just wanted. I've, I think people expected it to be like, oh, every episode needs to have like a big time action lightsaber battle or whatever. It's like, no. I mean, you you all claim you love you and McGregor's Obi Wan, and like, there wasn't really a whole lot of that shit going on. I mean. You gotta think. You got a two-hour movie, and you get like one or two lightsaber battles. So why would you have a fucking lightsaber battle in, in within every forty-minute episode that you're getting? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Well, what's what's funny about that show is the guy who wrote the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie they were gonna do said that they took his script and he could see elements of his script from that movie in like the first two or three episodes of the Obi-Wan show, and then they just kind of rift on the rest of it to make it into like six episodes or eight episodes whatever it was yeah and also Um, also my argument against people wanting like constant lightsaber battles and stuff you all do realize like that this is in the time period where the jedi are being hunted down like so he's not just absolutely going to be his first move isn't always going to be to whip his lightsaber out or use jedi powers because it would expose him you know why didn't he use his life why didn't he use his lifesaver this pisses hey, me off. You know, I, I will say this. I am happy that we got to hear James Earl Jones' voice as Darth Vader one last time. He, he said, did say Ooh. after that show, that's it. Yeah. Like, he's not doing it anymore. Well, he's um, like 90. Like I said, I do he? wish. Yeah, he's getting close to it. They're going to you know, the moment... AI his voice. Oh, they probably will. I think they signed off on that. Um, and, like, the Boba Fett thing is funny. You know, I had the, the argument. Well, I, I, every time I see it. I'll always say something on Twitter about the original Boba Fett voice versus what they changed it to. Say, all Hello, right. Mike. All right, then, Mike. But if you if you watch the book of Boba Fett and listen to his voice, or even watch Mando season two, the actor who plays Boba Fett, who played Jango Fett, is trying to make his voice a little raspier and more like griddle, uh, griddle like the original Boba Fett voice. Like it's a mixture between the Jango Fett. The voice and the Boba Fett voice from the original trilogy. It's kind. Of, it's kind of cool that he does it. And I think he respects it. George is just a fucking idiot. The Force Ghost as Anakin Skywalker as a kid in Return of the Jedi was fucking stupid because you didn't see him at all on screen with the original Obi Wan actor. So that yeah, Obi- I'm not gonna get into that anymore. Oh, bad one. Um, real quick though, um, are you guys surprised? Not surprised. Do you think it's weird that Disney is having such a hard time finding the pulse for Star Wars fans? I mean, I understand that the trilogy made like almost five billion dollars altogether, maybe six billion if you add it all together. So I'm not saying they didn't make money off of it, but Marvel has never been this divisive until this last phase started, and Marvel had like 15 years yeah, before any of that happened. I don't know. They, I guess they just lost. Uh, you know the faith of the fans and stuff like that, or, or people are just generally fatigued. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I just I don't know. Maybe, maybe Star Wars is just one of those things. It's hard to like put a bunch of movies out and stuff like that. And like, and I wish we had more shows. I wish they had more shows rolling, running concurrently on Disney Plus. Like, oh, we gotta wait three more months after this to see Ahsoka. And here's the fucking thing: Ahsoka, cool, cool character, whatever. If you watch the original trilogy. 
original trilogy. If you watch the um, Clone Wars, the prequels, you don't know who the fuck Ahsoka is. Ahsoka, my nurse. Exactly. That's pretty much all you can say. But like, you don't know who the fuck she is. I mean, the only reason you know that if you watch Clone Wars, and you know, the the funny thing is when people talk about the changes, how they defend the prequels and all that shit. It's like you know, Darth Vader built C three PO. And yet, there's not one fucking interaction in the original movies between the two. It makes no fucking sense to me. You know, and like like I said, let's have Luke and Leia kiss. Like, deep with tongue. And oh wait, they're brother and sister. They're twins. (laughs) Your twin sister. Like, what the fuck are we doing, George? Well, they, they, they revealed that during the original trilogy, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, I know that, but see, it, it, they kiss deep with tongue, and that's a reference he's, for Alex with Aqua Teen. He's just making, um, uh, uh, he's just making a point, I guess, that they, nothing's planned in this. Yeah, he never, he never oh, had a yeah, plan. Gotcha. He wanted to change all the show on the fly. Yeah, or maybe all of a sudden, Leia and Luke are Darth Vader's kids. Or maybe he's like, just ahead of the, the curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, what if? Let me ask you this: Like, when he lands. And I already knew the twist, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. So I'm watching the original movie, and Vader's like, I felt something, something I haven't felt since, and then he walks off on the Death Star. I'm immediately thinking, oh, he must be sensing his son Luke, since I already know that. Uh, no, he, no, he be doesn't know who the fuck Obi-Wan, he is. Yeah, I know, but wouldn't you think he'd sense his flesh and butt blood or is he that fucking stupid? Oh, it's because it wasn't planned. Yeah, he sensed you know? an erection. Yeah, he's like, I, I haven't felt this for a while. <laughs> that's why he robo penis. That's why he walks away so fast. He has to jack off. It's like I have to, I have oh to use God. this while I got it. <laughs> he's like, hold on, guys. Oh, no. Oh, that's finally working. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then, hey, it, you know, if you think about it, as he climaxes, Darth Vader no. is the space RoboCop. <laughs> Shut up, Cody. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> Okay, that's the biggest thing I get in a fight with anybody is the no in Return of the Jedi that's added in. Is and I am in the major- I'm in the majority, okay? Everybody thinks it's everybody who has a right mind thinks it's stupid. He's just beating it. He's just so, beating uh, it in a private room and one of the stormtroopers walks in right as he's about to finish. He's like, No, 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 no. Um, I'm trying to beat off. If you think about it, Darth Vader is like space RoboCop. He's majority robot, but there's a little piece of like human left. He's dark Vader. Uh, this kid <laughs> I have at work. Owen Owen knows who this guy is, Patrick. Oh, okay. Uh, is it the Jurassic Park knows, kid? Oh, uh, yeah, buddy. What did you oh. say, Cody? Take it back. <laughs> I said, is it the Jurassic Park kid? Well, here's yeah. the thing. I had to. T- I told the story to Alex and Jacob in person, so they wouldn't judge me. So they now know, and they'll probably laugh at the reference. Um, he was telling me about this fucking this game he was playing. He plays these kind of weird games, but he was saying he is this king of this colony in outer space, and he's like building this thing up as he's telling me. Like what I just summarized to you in one sentence, he told me over the course of 25 minutes. Yeah, and he's like, and you get and a lot I'm of pussy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, not with me. Um, and I go, so Patrick, you're telling me you're a king in outer space. He goes, yeah. I go, so you're Shao Kahn in outer space. He goes, no. And I go, Patrick, look, dude. Okay, Shao Kahn is king of Outworld, correct? He goes, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. 
so you are king of this colony in outer space, right? And he goes, yeah. And as I say this stuff, it's dawning on him. I'm like, dude, you're Shao Kahn in outer space. It's not Darth Vader, you're Shao Kahn. He goes, and he just looked at me and just stopped talking like I ruined his whole thing for him. He's like, actually, Lance, Shao Kahn is not a king. He is an emperor. Thank you very much. Uh, what is the actually, difference between a king and an emperor? An emperor owns many kingdoms. A king only owns one kingdom. Interesting. Huh. Also, what is the... <laughs> okay, we got to tie this back into the movie. Because he says something, that Betty does say something. He goes, what What do you get when you combine this and this? And they all look around my and he goes, ass. my ass. <laughs> my ass. I don't understand. I didn't understand okay. the joke. I don't think it, it is. It was no joke. I don't think it is. Yeah, just people laugh at it because it's fucking dumb. I guess. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's just like, what do you combine? What do you get when you combine a duck with my fist? And they're like looking around. And he goes, my ass. And it's I a bungee cord. I think it's a bungee cord with a horse or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I remember the bungee cord part. I'm, I was sitting there thinking about it after he said, like, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> I laughed at it, though. I love it when he goes, enough, and it cuts to the chisel, and he's like, what the fuck? If this movie was made, like, just, like, ten years later, it would have been something like these nuts or something instead of my these ass. Nuts. Oh yeah, 100%. Oh, but I ain't gonna Mr. lie to you. Like, some of that stupid shit I laughed at, though. Mr. And I Sugandis. immediately yelled out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, Mr. Sugandis. Mr. Sugandis. I ended up... Uh, Sugandis tribe. Like, when I would laugh at this movie, I immediately yelled out, this is so stupid! To, like, a self-defense mechanism guarding myself. Like, I can't be this stupid that I like this movie. <laughs> So. I still love this movie. There's parts of it that are really funny. I mean, this is no judgment. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I was absolved of a lot of guilt when I watched this movie when I realized that, okay, maybe they are challenged, all my friends, and I'm just unlocking a little bit of it when I'm around them. I'm not actually, like, influencing them to be challenged. We we haven't talked about the best character, Wimplo. Who in the fuck is that? He's the guy with the squeaky shoes. That they oh. trained wrong on purpose. <laughs> we trained him wrong on purpose. As a joke. Yeah, I love how he's like, I have blood on my face, making me the winner. <laughs> or no, he's like, Every I'm, time he runs, he's like, it's like squeak, squeak, He's like, squeak, I'm squeak, bleeding, squeak, squeak. making me the victory. <laughs> ah, you with the squeaky shoes again. Oh, we trained him wrong on purpose. Every, every time, even when he hits the wall, when he does the flip, you hear it. He's like, shoes. I rock. And roll all night long, <laughs> sweet Susie. Oh, God. Yeah, he has some of the best lines. That's really what this movie is. It's just really quotable. That's what's so good about it. <laughs> but I got to say, Betty's my favorite character. I'm going to go ahead and get that out. Who? <laughs> like Betty, the bad guy. Oh, Betty. He's just like, he's swinging around that fucking chain with the, the, uh, the metal claw fist at the end of it. That's and, that's when I discovered. He throws it at the guy. That, that's when I Go discovered ahead. something about the Iron Claw. It really hurts. It really hurts. <laughs> I love it when he throws it. it hurts, goes, I know what you're thinking. I could have a moved out of the way and then uppercutted him. Yeah, he's like, or I B, could, I could taken it to the fist and died. He's like, I could roll. I <laughs> he's like, I could roll over and do a crouching backwards flying kick. Mm-hmm. Or B, I could take the claw to the face, roll on the ground, and die. 
And then it plays, and he's like, should have went with A. <laughs> Chicken go cluck, cluck, cow go moo. <laughs> that, that part was crazy. I say that shit like in real life. Like, I'll say that shit out loud. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's one quote I do say in this movie, like, day to day, like, commonly, but I can't remember what it is at the moment. Oh God! I wouldn't admit it in public, Owen. Just stop, okay? I think it's ta- the Taco Bell thing. Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. But yeah, this, this God, this movie. There's just not anything to talk about in this movie. I mean, yeah, it's just dumb. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes long. I really didn't think that we were gonna really deep dive into it. I even watched like other people talk about it and they only talk about it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's, really why we had to get that, that's why we had to get that Star Wars padding in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why hey, I was fine let me, with it. <laughs> let, let's, let's pad this real quick uh, with a more Mortal Kombat talk. Owen, do you know who... Owen, Owen and Cody. Sorry, I was saying something in the middle of my mouth and my mustache rolled in my mouth and I started licking it. I'm like, I gotta stop this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys know Owen probably won't give a shit who this guy is but Cody knows who he is over the Wrestlemania weekend a certain WWE superstar was talking with some movie heads in Hollywood about roles and one of the roles he is you know potentially going to try out for is the Johnny Cage role in the next Mortal Kombat movie do you want to take a guess of who this actor is and you said it's a it's a WWE superstar. Yes. Hmm. No cheating. I'm not. Just take a guess who you think it would be. Can I at least get a hint as if it's an older young guy? There uh, actually, there, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you two guesses because there's actually two of them. The first one that comes to mind. And they're all about the same age. The first one that comes to mind is Austin Theory, but I feel like that's not right. No. Uh, He's well, one of them's got blonde hair, the other one's got, got brown hair, and they both have it spiked up. I have no idea. The Miz. The Miz has talked about wanting that role as early as like two two years ago when the first movie came out. Right. So he is one of them, but the other one is a a superstar. This is some controversy around right now. Blonde hair, spiked up. Cody Rhodes. Yep. Really for Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm. Why is there I'm wait, wait, why is there controversy around Cody Rhodes right now? Oh, because he, you know, him getting beat at WrestleMania. Oh yeah. You see, Triple H said something like, uh, uh, "Here we go on another." The ten- story never ends. Ten- it's like it's part. Of, it's just the first chapter of the story. It's like fuck well, off, man. Here's the like, thing. Jeez. Now, now I understand. Okay, I don't agree with it. I wanted. I, I know Owen's completely lost. We'll, we'll fill you back in. Just yeah, I'm lost. Hard. Um, I'm lost. Which, uh, exactly. <laughs> Anybody out there, you should check out the Linkin Park song "Lost." It's beautiful. Anyway, um, I understand why the WWE did not give Cody Rhodes the title. Now, I in the moment was cheering for Roman Reigns because everybody was cheering for Cody Rhodes. That's just me being a contrarian. But they didn't want Cody Rhodes to come in, and I think missing. The time that he did, which wasn't his fault, when he tore his pectoral muscle off his off the bone on his chest, yeah, and he had to go get surgery. I don't think it. I don't think it's his fault, but that kind of probably killed some momentum for him. But they didn't want somebody coming in with the quote unquote outside 
Alfaro. They want to build this guy up as their own. I mean, he's this been, is the same company. He's been there for a year I at this, this point. Like, dude, I under, I I agree with you. Here's the thing: this is the same company that brought Sting in after all these years of waiting, like 25 years. He debuted in '88 or '88. He debuted in '86 and made it to the company in 2015, and they had him lose at WrestleMania to Triple H. Yeah, when that wasn't like, even the match the, that fans fucking wanted out of it. You know, like. No. And Cody Rhodes. This is the let, same not, company, and Triple H is a part of this. Let, let's not pretend that – and also, or let's just not forget that Cody Rhodes, he left the company because WWE was basically, like, treating his career like a joke. You know, he hated the Stardust yeah. character. He wanted out. They wouldn't let him out of it. So what the fuck is he supposed to do? Just sit there and be, like, a fucking second-tier joke character the rest of his life? Yeah, he made the right decision, but they're going to make him work for it. Yeah, well. But meanwhile, what Roman, they don't understand, because well, they, what they don't understand is, is like, well, the fans will keep watching. Look, you have this built up. This was set up for Roman to lose to Cody. And to be honest with you, I don't think they have an idea what to do if Cody wins the wins the title, because Cody is like white hot as a baby face selling merchandise. Mm-hmm. The only thing I think they could do is if Cody won and then turned him heel. But they're not going to do that, and they weren't going to sit there. Like I said, Roman is like a, it's like fifty something days away from hitting a thousand days with the Universal Title, which is like the third longest World Title uh, reign in WWE history. Yeah. So they want him to get to that, but, um, it 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 just sucks. Like watching it, I'm like, man, okay, you should have had Cody win. But it's one of those things. It's like it's the whole WWE thing. We don't want an outsider to come in and win. Yeah, well, you know, it's it, and they think it, it's enough. It also like, doesn't. I, I wonder where the fuck things are going to go now. Now that they've sold the company off to um, the same people well, that own UFC, that's not going to take place for like another eight months at and, the earliest. And and like it seems like it seems like everybody's theory of Vince McMahon forcing his way back into the company to sell it ended up being correct. You know. Yeah, but he 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 signed a, a deal up. Like, I, there's a thing on uh, YouTube. Uh, well, they have a website you can sign up for. It's called Fightful, mm-hmm. and it's. I think. I mean, I don't like Sean Ross Sapp. He's the main reporter of them. He's a he's he's a douchebag. I got I got kind of quote unquote exposed on Twitter by him because I was I was making a comment about the Chiefs because he's a Bengals fan. Uh-huh. So, but it worked out. Um, <laughs> but he's he's a he is a very good reporter. Like. When it comes to backstage wrestling shit, I would take his word over anybody else that reports it. So he does this thing on Fightful, and they do a lot of YouTube shows where he talks about the news. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? I just got lost after I said Chiefs. The, Vin- um, the Vince McMahon selling off the Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, and, and the main guy who owns Fightful is a guy named Jimmy. I don't know his last name. Hart. But, no. <laughs> hey, baby, let me tell you something. Vince is great. Um <laughs> He, <laughs> like, three people got that who listens to this. <laughs> um, but, no, he he's kind of got, like, a legal background. Hey, Yoshi, stop. This little bastard's rattling the cage because he's mad. Um, Despite all he, his rage. He just kind of has a legal, like, background he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, this is what the damn story looks like. Um, and what it looks like is Vince forced his way out because this is not a cash sale. Hold on a second. I'm going to let this motherfucker out of the cage. <laughs> I can hear her rattling. Despite all my rage, I am still just a renegade. He is a fucking kid. And he, just like he doesn't get the attention, he's mad. Um, 
But he said that way they did this the sale that it's completely stock, like a stock option sale. So the people that are buying the duty, which is a company called Endeavor, they're buying like eleven, like they're buying like fifty one percent of the stock mm-hmm. through other stocks. So it's not even a cash sale. So they're not out any cash. Yeah. And what some people are thinking, you know, Vince is so old. Vince is now going to be in charge of the creative again. Yeah, because they'll probably die. And Vince got himself back into power, but they said, like, he said, like, after they get to the first rounds where they start voting board of directors and, like, everybody else involved in corporate, that Vince will probably be voted out in the first round. So Vince will be probably gone by then. But, you know, it just sucks. Like I said, you know, everybody was happy. WrestleMania is about sending the fans home happy, and that wasn't what that is. Yeah, and and the – Every time I try and jump back in to like try and get into it again, I'm just so like bored by the fact that Roman Reigns is still WWE champion. Like, do they not understand that that shit gets extremely old when it's just like, oh yeah, of course the guy that's held the fucking title for 900 days is going to still hold the title. So like, what's the fucking point in even building any kind of anticipation for a match? You know, like yeah, like I said, that was a big bummer. And you know, I'll say this. I think Roman Reigns is a damn good worker. Like when he, like in his matches, he's not boring whatsoever. It's not watching. Let me tell you something. You want to go be bored? Go watch 2003, 2004 Triple H, mm-hmm. which it took Triple H like 15 years of them saying on TV that this guy's a great worker for people to actually start believing it. Like he's very fucking boring. Yeah, Roman Reigns isn't that, and I understand that people get tired of the whole Roman Reigns shit. But this isn't Roman Reigns politicking to keep the title. This is just creative. Triple H was politicking politic to keep the title. Oh, yeah, I know. Triple H. Tri- and I understand that. I'm not saying it's it's a Roman Reigns problem. I'm saying that it's a WWE creative problem because – Yeah, I think, they just, I think they just like having people, like, get mad about it and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I, I told Alex I'm, like, objectively just watching wrestling now. Like, I'm not – I don't have a favorite. Jeff Hardy just came back after his uh, legal uh, – difficulties if you will at AEW so I'll be watching his stuff on AEW but everything else I just kind of watch it subjective uh, objectively because I don't have a guy anymore yeah. you know so it's other than that it's just kind of it sucks Cody Rhodes should have won um, in the moment I was happy that Reigns won because I like Reigns and everybody was cheering for Cody but it felt too predictable but at the same time WWE thinks that like oh we can do it better we can build them up better you fucking gave them Stardust yeah. Seriously, he was having a feud with his brother, and no offense to Goldust, who's a phenomenal worker. By the time they were feuding, Goldust was a mid-carter who was used to get beat all the time. Yeah. And you had a feud with him with Stardust, and uh, it's just fucking stupid. I, I don't know. I mean, it, I don't feel like watching it that damn long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, what? I don't want to invest another year just to wait for – Cody Rhodes to potentially win the title from Reigns and for potentially the creative to lose interest and try and shift focus to someone else at some point anyway. You know what I mean? Like I think I think it comes down to like they didn't they don't have a plan for when Cody runs wins the title. Quote unquote in in WWE, like back in the sixties and seventies. Think about this, Bruno San Martino held the title for 11 years. He held it seven years one time, four years the other time. Everybody loved him. It was, quote-unquote, a baby face territory. 
and you know Hogan won it. He held it for so long, and then Randy Savage held it for a year, and then Hogan got it back. And then Warrior won it, and then it was always the babyface. Now it's a heel territory where the heels are running the title. It's just easier to write a story if the heels are the champion with the babyface in it. They don't have anything satisfying for the babyfaces once they win the title. They did it with Warrior. He was given retread people. They did it with Jeff Hardy years later when Jeff won the title as a babyface. And they had nobody there for him. They didn't trust him with the title. They are doing it with Cody Rhodes. When Daniel Bryan won the title, he had a fucking feud with Kane. And then he got hurt like two months later and had her forfeit the title. So it was just unsatisfying. The only babyface champion they've had is like The Rock and Stone Cold. And that's because they were fucking two of the best of all time to fucking do it. And, you know, it's just fucking, I don't know. Wrestling is so fucking weird, you know, as a fucking story. So, like, let's, not, like forget, said, let's know, not forget the time. That, I missed, let's not forget the time that Triple H dressed up as Kane to have sex with a corpse. So, you know. Yeah, that was pretty fucking. They're like, this This is TV. Like, look, dude, guys, this, it's just fucking stupid, okay? Do you want to watch this movie? Or have somebody rip your toenails out? <laughs> What, what what would you do? I mean, I think this movie this movie is not a good movie. It's fine. Like, yeah, it's, it's not enjoy- good, but it's it's, it's, dude, it's not even fine. Cody, shut the fuck up, it's dude. A, it's in, it's <laughs> Look, enjoy- I understand if you don't want your toenails ripped out. No, but- no, no. It, it's not that. Like, it's in, it's enjoyable to watch. It is not a good film. It's a terrible. Yeah, film, I mean, it's, it's an awful movie, but it, it's so bad it's good. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's one of those types of movies. Well, here's the thing. I think here's the beautiful part about it. And I, I gave it a hard time. This movie, like Owen said earlier, did what it was supposed to do. The director wasn't trying to do anything funny. He thought it would be funny if he spliced two Hong Kong kung fu movies together and overdubbed them with his voice being stupid and then put himself in the movie. And that's exactly what he did. This movie was just fun. He got fucking 20th Century Fox to cut him an $11 million check to do this. This is the type of stuff that like nowadays like YouTubers would do. You yeah. know, so it's, it's it's just I guess a product of its time. You know, you know, and like I said, I I had moments where I laughed. Like I thought Betty had the best scenes in this movie. Like, yeah, you girls are done kissing. I'd like to fight or some stupid shit. <laughs> and every time I laugh, I was afraid Savannah would hear me laugh, and I go, "This is so stupid." Like it was just a defense mechanism. <laughs> It's just so stupid. I, I enjoyed this movie, to be quite honest with you. I enjoyed Freddy Got Fingered. I, I thought that movie was the dumbest shit ever, and I laughed my ass off on it. So I can't even sit there and be like, you know what? This movie, I'm too good for it. No, I laughed. I couldn't help it. Yeah, I think so. I think Freddy Got Fingered is only funny when we were talking about it. But when I was when we were when I watched it, I was like, oh man, this is yeah, dude. No, I I, I physically was like rolling around when he was doing the daddy. Would you like some sausage? <laughs> Well, I think there's funny, I, I, there's funny bits to um, Freddy Got Fingered, but I think it's a lot more funnier in a group context. But this one's actually like has legitimately funny bits in it, and it's even yeah. better with yeah. with other people. So this movie, I think, would be if we ever got together, I think this movie would be a fun movie to do a commentary on. Yeah, or just to watch, you know, or something. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we tried we we, we tried that fucking on Space Jam, and that didn't really work out. But we know what we're doing better. But Space Jam. this movie's just it's got some funny ass moments. And like I said, this dude has written some good shit before. He was a consultant on the first Ace Ventura movie. He helped write.
write and produce. Or he was the director and helped write Ace Ventura Part Two, which I enjoyed a lot. Uh, and he's done a few other things, but he said in an interview, or I guess maybe a Reddit, Ask Me Anything, in like 2022, that he was trying to get a sequel made, and it was going to be kind of like spoofing the spaghetti westerns, and that Fox yeah, wasn't he's been, doing it. <laughs> he's been saying he's trying to get like a sequel made or something, because people have been asking him about it, and yeah, it's supposed to be like a spaghetti western. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I don't know. I feel like you're not going to be able to do as funny uh like bits no one's gonna fund it okay <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean it has no one's gonna fund this movie has like a cult status now so i mean i don't know somebody might but i don't know okay the last scene when it's doing on the on the next movie part and it has that army of people running down the hill at him and he just starts counting yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> He should have done like a. He should do like a samurai movie or some shit like as the sequel, if you ask me. But that's just me. He should do a fucking Godzilla movie. Yeah. Like I mean, just splice like one or two of those Godzilla movies together and put himself in. I think it'd be fucking great. I just looked him. I just looked up the director. He wrote Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Like, I love that movie. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of a... I mean, in the 2000s, he was a pretty big name, kind of in comedy and stuff. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. A broken clock is right twice a day. So maybe this guy just had a couple of hits in the rest of her well, life. Well, I, love, I love Jimmy Neutron. I think Jimmy Neutron fucking rocks, too. Like, the show and uh, the movie. Yeah, the show's he, fucking he also, hilarious. He also wrote and produced Patch Adams. He wrote The Nutty Professor... Man, he actually has. Oh, some, I forgot for the Nutty Professor. He actually has some like good movies, and then like it's like half of his filmography is like, man, this is actually like good stuff, and the other half is like, oh man, this is like <laughs> yeah. Then you have shit like Cowboys <laughs> and Aliens as he's like oh, did the that story movie for that. Sucks. <laughs> hey, I enjoyed that movie. Okay, um, I don't know if it's proper anymore to say this. Yeah. But there's a line in that movie I crack up at, and it's when Harrison Ford's character, who's like this rich cowboy is working with the Native Americans trying to teach them to use their weapons to shoot at the aliens. And <laughs> Harrison Ford's like, look, you can't just go hooting and hollering and throwing spears at everybody. Uh-huh. And I just fucking laughed at that line. I'm just like, I don't Damn, know if I'm supposed to laugh so at That's so 2011. Like, <laughs> if that had come out, oh, it is, if that had man. come out like four years later, like people would have been asking for like the produce, like the director's head. <laughs> They'd be asking for a Harrison Ford's head. Yeah, that too. Why I heard was he the have executive? Him reuse that line in the Thunderbolt, which is when he's going to play Thunderbolt. You what now? I said, I said, I heard they're going to have him reuse that line in the Thunderbolts, the Marvel movie. <laughs> he's going to do that. <laughs> what if he's just like you? Just he's going to say that. You can't go Jones. around hooting and hollering and throwing lightning bolts at everybody. <laughs> he's going to say that in the new Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> after, hey, I'm actually looking forward to the Indiana Jones movie. After man. he trips be over like, a small oh. rock and breaks his hip. Yeah, he's going to... Uh, you know that scene uh, in like Raiders? Or not Raiders. It's in Temple of Doom where he grabs his hat before the door closes. It's But this time it's going gonna, it's gonna to be his diaper. His adult diaper. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, my God.
my god. Do we got anything else to say about this movie? Um, I think we, we hit the hour mark. We're probably going. It's probably going to be like a forty-five minute episode. Yeah, I think I talked about the the sequel, so I wanted to say that. Um, yeah, I guess. And you know, he, we got to say this. He did. He did give proper credit. To the two movies, and they showed a few scenes with the original actor yeah. that he was. Yeah, the film's dedicated know, the place of in CGI. Yeah, the film's dedicated to uh, the original actor uh, Jimmy Wang Yu is the yeah. original main character from the first movie. I always forget what the fuck yeah, the I, movie's called. Tiger and Crane Fists. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, I think he in the in the director and the guy who did all this. I think he is like. And I know he's having fun with it, but at his core, I think he's a fan of these movies. Yeah. And he did this out of just... He probably got stoned one day and thought this would be a good idea and got somebody to agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy this movie. I know I was kind of hard on it. This movie is the definition of the word challenged. And if you watch this, you'll understand. Like, you know, I could see somebody who was indulging in drugs would enjoy this movie a lot more just because everything's just so stupid but it is a fun movie you smoke a weed and I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say it I mean I was leaning no but I'm going to go ahead and say it. it's worth a one watch oh, yeah, oh. I recommend I think if you think we're funny then you'd like this so well okay but, let's not let's not downgrade it that much I don't think a lot of people think we're funny it's interesting the concept to do this though I ain't going to lie to you I would I would also recommend it I think, like I said, it's it's not a good movie. Like Owen said, it's it's so bad it's good, sort of film. Um, yeah. It does have it does have its moments, and it is enjoyable enough to watch. Like I, watching it, I was never like, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? You know. <laughs> Except when the cow scene happens. And, oh, yeah, um, that scene was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the fight scenes are kind of go on for a little too long. It's like, okay, we get it. It's baby got back, but they're fighting. <laughs> okay, I loved every scene the the jukebox turned on. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I do like seeing the guy in the background dance with all the serious characters. That's kind of funny, but I don't know. <laughs> Owen, did you did you watch the entire thing like through the end credits? Uh, I've I've watched it before, but I actually didn't watch it this time. Uh, I know there's a okay, yeah. They, there's a Marvel they show the guy just like dancing. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> there's a there's a Marvel post credit scene where um the old master guys like. Could somebody get this bird off of me or whatever? It's a hawk eating his leg. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really funny. There, like when it shows the guy, like all the green screen stuff. Like when the old man's walking, talking in front of Betty, and then he starts coughing. They green screened a fake butterfly to go into. Oh uh, yeah, it's like a like little. Yeah, it's like a fly, and he's like, <laughs> he's like twice so in one stupid. day. What's the odds? <laughs> so, man, so fucking stupid, man. I need beaver chucks. Oh, hey, when he says, "Oh my god," he has a squirrel to protect him. He goes, "Now am I end of the bargain?" He puts like a bunch of peanuts on it, and the squirrel walks off. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say when when <laughs> when the aliens show up? And Cody didn't see this part. When the aliens show up, Owen, and he goes, they're French. And then Betty goes, uh, stinky pits and everything or some stupid shit. He's like, shit. yeah, with stinky pits and everything. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that laughed. Yeah, the simple part's really stupid. Dude, I'm actually, I'm coming around on that one. I think that one bit with the cow kind of makes the whole scene worth it where he's just shooting the fucking milk on his head. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I swear to God. Like the more you talk about this movie, you talk yourself into it. So it's worth a watch, baby. Yeah, I like this movie. <sighs> you already know. Right, you already know what it is. I recommend this motherfucker. So watch this. Yeah, same here. We, we all recommend it. Uh, Owen, Owen, Cody, what's your next movie, bud? Uh, so my next movie is going to be Pearl. Um, oh, little pussy starring, Pearl. <laughs> the film starring Mia Goth. Which, speaking of Mia Goth, uh, real quick, did you all see that uh, Disney had that had that announcement where they said, "Ladies and gentlemen, we got them." And uh, they they <laughs> no they no, I was I was I was joking about that but they uh, they there were reports basically for ever since um X released last year that they had been trying to get Mia Goth for a Marvel movie and they fi- officially announced that she's been cast in a Marvel movie and knowing her history of horror films that can either of you guess what MCU movie she's going to be in Morbius part two Morbius. no. <laughs> It's she's gonna be in Blade, and the belief is that she's going to play Lilith, uh, which oh, I okay. which I am extremely excited about. But anyway, yeah, my next my next right, real quick yeah, okay, go ahead. You know, go ahead. Uh, the Pearl thing. No, no, yeah. So yeah, that's that's it. My next movie is gonna be Pearl. So okay, and we're gonna like the intro music for that is gonna be a song from Pearl Jam probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Owen and Cody, have you guys seen the reviews to Renfield? Uh, I haven't no. For what? It's actually got Renfield. It's a, it's a comedy horror movie. It's got Nicholas uh, Cage. It, it serves as, as a. Yeah, it's it's it serves as a direct uh, sequel to the original 1931 Dracula movie. Yeah. And it's about Renfield trying to get away from Dracula in an abusive relationship. Huh. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. It looks pretty funny in the trailer. I didn't. I'm not going. It's not enough for me to go watch it. And. Uh, they said it's got like a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes that a lot of people like it, so it's strange. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, I sent you guys a trailer. Did you watch the trailer to that voyage, of the the last voyage of the Demeter no, uh, movie? I haven't. Okay. Well, that's that's based on the, the chapter in the Dracula novel where he's on the boat, and he does not look like Dracula. Like, you know, black hair, all charming and stuff like that. No, he looks like a fucking huge vampire bat. It actually looks pretty good. So if you guys get a chance, yeah, I'll watch that. Check trailer. out that trailer. So I, I know, I know. Next weekend, I'm gonna try and go see the Evil Dead movie, um, which last I saw, it was still sitting at a 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I try to find someone to go with me, but it looks like I'm probably just gonna be by myself. So <laughs> well, Cody, not everybody has the luxury of being off Saturday. Night, so, you know. <laughs> Oh, Cody's like you guys. I'm on that adult shit now. I'm actually off on the weekend. I'm on adult <laughs> shit. I'm on adult shit. NGL, um, bro. Yeah, then after after Cody's movie Pearl uh, Pearl Jam, we are going to be doing Heartbreak Ridge. We're doing, and then you'll find out in a month like what Owen's movie is going to be because he's not going to think about it for the next month. Yeah, so. hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, bitch. That's so ironic. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to Filmoscopy. If you get a chance, follow us on uh, Twitter at Filmoscopy Pod. Follow us on Facebook at Filmoscopy Podcast, I think. Um, come see our little know. pussy pearls live. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, boy. Uh, that might be a cyst, Owen. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, 
trying to think what else. What what's your other socials? Like anything else? That's it. That's Those it. two. Yeah. That's on Spotify, it. Anchor. Our Anchor's owned by Spotify, so I guess we should kiss Spotify's ass now. Well, I mean, obviously, so. if you're listening to this episode, you already are listening to us on some sort of podcast service, so no reason to... Yeah, but we're on iTunes. Dude, if you go like, hey, Alexa, or what's the other thing? Siri. Um, yeah, hey, Siri, <laughs> play Filmoscopy Podcast. Motherfucker, we pop up. It's amazing. We just have to <laughs> hope that people miss, like, speak and are like, hey, Siri, play Filmoscopy Bodbast. And it plays ours <laughs> instead. Oh, um, look, why don't they make a movie based on Zangief from Street Fighter and his childhood in the USSR? <laughs> uh, it seems apropos, don't you think? Like, Zangief is the guy we need to save everybody from Putin. Yeah. So, you know. Anywho, I'm, I'm, I'm out of steam. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>